Hello and good evening, or well, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, welcome to this latest edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast for today, Monday, January 13th. I'm, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And uh, wow, uh, guys, I, I've honestly just run out of words to um, describe the Penguins play as of late because this is just... Um, I wrote today for Last Word on Hockey for probably the first time in a while. Um, this is this is the makings of something very, uh, very, very special. And um, the way that they've performed against you know, that whole road trip, even after the Vegas game where they were outplayed, they found a way to win. They beat Colorado um, in overtime, and then, of course, they beat um, the Coyotes in a shootout. Um, this is I, – I, I don't know I, I don't know how this is going to end, but I'm, just, I'm getting a lot of 2016 vibes right now. And they're just they 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 don't go away. This there's something different about this team that just it compares to the 2016 team, even maybe the 2017 team. And um, they're only going to keep getting better from here as they get more of their injured players back. I think Sidney Crosby is officially coming back on Tuesday. They held him out, of course, against the game in Arizona. Even though he, he probably could have played, I think. But you know they're really the rolling. You know maybe get him another practice day. Um, and another morning skate, and hopefully he'll be good to go on Tuesday against the Minnesota Wild. And also, I am, of course, on hashtag Jason Zuckerwatch. Um, I hope the Penguins are able to potentially swing a deal. Michael Russo of um, The Athletic, who covers the Minnesota Wild, talked about in last week about how the Penguins are still a bit interested in Jason Zucker, even after um, you know the Phil Castle trade obviously fell through and they had to deal him to Arizona. But um, let's just you know we'll recap the weekend a little bit, talk about the team. Um, of course, they they won the game against Colorado. Uh, Matt Murray started that game, and you know, I, I thought for most the most of that game, um, he was he was very, um, very 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 good. Um, I know, guys, um, he had you know he had the hiccup that he had allowing that uh, second goal. Um, I, I, that goal was more bad luck than anything. That puck took a weird bounce. The puck bounces like that sometimes. Um, Darren, um, of Penguins Twitter, um, I need to find his at real quick so I can shout him out, um, if I can, I don't know why it's not, maybe I have to go back through my, uh, Twitter notifications here, you know, I can't believe I'm, I'm doing, um, here it is, uh, D underscore nasty O2, Darren, um, he tweeted, um, a couple links that other goalies have allowed this kind of goal, Marty Brodeur allowed this kind of goal, I think it was in the Stanley Cup final against the Anaheim Ducks, um, I've seen Steve Mason allow a goal like that. Um, you know, and almost every goal. You know, Henrik Lundqvist, you know, Mark Andre Fleury has allowed his fair share of really bad goals. Um, every goalie allows this kind of goal, and I don't really think he could have played it any, I guess, different. Maybe he could have came out a little bit and grabbed it, but still, that was a weird bounce. But other than that, I thought Matt Murray was flawless that whole game. Um, he's really starting to find his game now. Um, overall, in this game, Murray was at a. <clears throat> 903 save percentage, but still, um, other than that goal, he only gave up two goals on 30 shots, which is which is uh, very very good. On um, the third, the the first and the third goals, uh, he really had no chance on the first goal. Of course, coming from uh, Nathan McKinnon, uh, rocket from uh, the the left side. Uh, gee, uh, watching Nathan McKinnon that entire game, folks. Um, wow, uh, top five player in the league. Probably he's probably right behind uh, Crosby and McDavid when they're fully healthy as uh, one of the uh, best all-around players in the league because he he just he takes your breath away every time you watch him. He has lightning quick speed. Uh, every time he was coming up the ice, I mean he burned Jack Johnson. I, I once so bad in that game. I was like woof. 
Uh, he's he's something else. He looked like he was on pace to have like 15 shots or something. But uh, yeah, Nathan McKinnon, uh, just a stud. I, I love watching it. I would take sign me up for seven games of Penguins Avalanche, folks, because that was uh, that that is a fun team to watch. They're a damn good team. Um, and I think uh, hopefully you know they don't fall out of the playoff race. I know they're they've been something a little bit lately, but still, that was such a fun game to watch. Uh, the third goal though, um, just a seeing um, eye goal from Cal McCarr. Um, I think it was deflected though. Uh, Murray really had no chance on that, but still, it, he was the only real reason that it was basically two one after two periods. It could have been a lot worse, even though he gave up that bad luck goal. It could have been way worse, and he was just square to shooters all night. He's playing big in his net. Um, he was playing like the Matt Murray that we know that he can play like. And, you know, that's three starts in a row now where Matt Murray has, you know, looked like Matt Murray. And this, this is a big development. I was a little surprised that they gave him that start. But you know what? That's Mike Sullivan showing that, you know, you can – I mean, that's just Mike Sullivan showing that he has faith in him. And I think that faith is now going to get even more up. I wouldn't be surprised to see him potentially play against the Wild. The Wild have not been that good this year. And maybe the Penguins will try to close the deal to get Jason Zucker here and maybe have him just stay in Pittsburgh after tomorrow. Um, but you know what? I'm probably wishful thinking a little bit uh, right now. But um, yeah, for the Penguins, um, goal scorers in this game, folks. Uh, you know, t- t- Teddy Bluger gets another goal. Evgeny Malkin. Um, what a oh, what a goal by Evgeny Malkin in that game. Wow. I mean, that was a beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous shot. Oh, I... I can't get enough of watching that uh, goal again. It was almost like the far right side just snaps it. Uh, far side, posting in. Goal, goaltender um, had uh, of the Avalanche. It was uh, Francois, uh, Francois, Francois, excuse me, had no chance on it. That was just, oh, I, I couldn't believe you know that puck went in. Uh, Brian Russ was able to tie the game in the third period, uh, 2-2. Uh, wow. Uh, Brian Russ, folks, That's he now has 18 goals. On the season, uh, just I, I can't believe that he still keeps that uh, keeping up this pace. But you know what he is, and then of course the OT winner, Jared McCann. Um, uh, he's he's breaking out of his slump. He had a one goal in seventeen game slump, but he's definitely broken out of it a little bit now. He scored again um, in the, um, the game against Arizona, which we'll get to in a minute. But still. Um, and also uh, defensively in that overtime, that was a very tactical overtime, I thought, by the Penguins. Um, they were not uh, taking too many risks. They were being careful with the puck. Very tactical there. A couple Colorado had like I think a two on one a couple times, but John Marino was able uh, was able to hustle back and uh, just what a, what a player he's turned out to be. I think a lot of uh, media is starting to get on the, the bandwagon that hey, this guy's probably gonna be a Calder Trophy finalist at the end of the season. Um, I think it's a four-man race for three-man spots. I think, obviously, one of the spots is going to get okay to Cal McCarr. Cal McCarr is going to win the Calder Trophy. I don't really think it's uh, close either. The other two spots, I think Quinn Hughes is probably going to get one, and then maybe the other spot is going to go to Marino or Olafson of the uh, Buffalo Sabres. But I would put Marino on that third spot. Um, like I said, it's starting, I think, to come out now that you know he's he's this good, and he's going to be in Pittsburgh, I think, um, I think folks, for a very, very uh, long time. Marino also directly assisted on two of the goals um, in the win against Colorado, and that was just that was just oh man, I just couldn't believe that. And also, Doug Dominic Cahoon, three more assists in that game. He just keeps getting better and better. And um, yeah, John Marino, I, I just I run out to things to say about him because he almost never makes a mistake. It's just it's 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 unreal at this point. Um, but yeah, that was a hell of a win against Colorado. Just you know, that's not. Now that, that the winning streak got to three at that point, and then of course they went into the game against Arizona. 
and were able to beat the Coyotes um, 4-3 in the uh, the shootout. All right, so of course, uh, continuing our, our mental, little mini recap of the uh, the games this weekend, the Penguins. You know, we all know they beat the Coyotes uh, four to three in the desert. Um, you know, I, I just another goal, another game, another goal for Jared McCann. Patrick Hornquist continues to light the lamp. That's four goals in his last six games now for Patrick Hornquist. I think he's up to eleven goals now um, on the season. Um, he, he's just been a rock ever since he came back into the lineup. I can't say. Good enough things about Hornquist that he's really found his game. I wrote about that today for my article on Last Word on Hockey. Um, you know, he's not that top six forward that he used to be in 2015, 2016, 2016, 2017. But if he's on your third line, that's perfectly adequate. And I think that's where he best um, is now suited for, uh, is that third line role. And you can put him on the top power play with Jake Ensel out for almost the rest of the season. And he'll he'll still produce results. And it was another goal. It was on the power play that got the Penguins to being two for two on the power play before they did not score in their next one, but you know that's where Patrick Hornquist's office is, right in the front of the net, to the side of the net, opposite side of the net, right in front of the net. Like, yeah, that's where his office is. He's going to keep getting goals there, and you know this has been a very welcome addition for the Penguins ever since he's come back. He just has to stay healthy, and um, yeah, he's just I, I just I love the way he's playing. Um, another goal, guys. Um, the Penguins were trailing after um, Arizona score. I think this was the. Um, the Taylor Hall goal that made it three to two in the game. Um, Brandon Tanev, um, another goal. I think that was his tenth goal on the season for Brandon Tanev. Um, that that Tanev Aston Reese Bluger line is going to be a major problem down the stretch for a lot of teams, folks. Um, they are relentless. They are fast. They are tenacious. They piss off uh, almost every team they play in the game. Yesterday, um, I was listening to it, and I, I watched some of the highlights after. I saw the shift where they were basically in the offensive zone, in the Arizona zone, for about a minute, and then it was capped off by Zach Aston Reese um, hitting, I think it was the post or the crossbar right after, and then, of course, the Arizona was able to clear the buck. But, <clears throat> excuse me, they were just relentless in, in that zone, just pu- putting pressure on Arizona, their defensemen, all their forwards. Um, I think that line is probably, you could easily make a case that they're the best fourth line in the league, um, maybe even they're probably better than some of the third lines in the league with the production that they're getting. Um, it's just, it's what a signing that Brandon Tanev has really um, turned out to be. Um, I think that's now 21, 22 points for Brandon Tanev this year. Um, he's already up to 10 goals. I think last year he had 13 goals altogether with the Winnipeg Jets. I think uh, Tanev is definitely on pace to um, outdo that <clears throat> um, this season. Um Tristan Jari, of course, got the start yesterday. 24 saves on 27 Arizona shots. Um, I didn't particularly like the second goal that he gave up. I think that was to Connor Garland, if I'm not mistaken, that he got it. It wasn't it wasn't um Derek Stepan. I think I think it was Connor Garland that got it. Um it also didn't help that Jack Johnson was having awful positioning on that goal. I don't know what he's doing right there. Just basically almost banked on him off off Johnson and then he just he looks like he's lost out there. Um, but I thought Jari was mostly solid the rest of the game. He made some big, big saves um, in the um, in the third period, and then and then the shootout, the overtime. Man, I was a bore. I went back and watched the highlights that overtime. That's got to be one of the most dull, boring three on three overtimes I think I've ever watched as a hockey fan. Uh, there were not a lot of chances <laughs> at each end of the ice. I mean, there were some, but it wasn't like you know up and down like we're used to seeing for three on three. I did like. 
um, that, that I think Arizona had a two-on-one with Taylor Hall, and Chris Letang made an outstanding defensive play to break it up. I think get his stick on it. And also, Chris Letang was just announced as the Metropolitan Division captain for the All-Star Game. So congratulations to Chris Letang, a well-deserved honor. I hope Penguins Chronicles is crying right now because he deserves it after uh, dumping on Chris Letang for no reason at all. Um, I just, it's just, I can't go a full episode without trashing him because he really is a complete moron, but, um, sorry about that. I just, I have to get that out, but, uh, another really good game from Chris Letang. I thought he was great that game. Uh, John Marino, <laughs> another good game from him. Uh, like I said, I don't really know what else to say. He's just been, um, something else, um, at this point. And also, um, I really would like to shout out Yuso Ricola for this game. Um, that's another game where I think he's starting to look like a, a top six defenseman. And, you know, he's shown flashes that he should be an everyday player, but he's also shown flashes that, you know, sometimes he plays like a, a below bottom, par- uh, pairing, uh, not below pairing, a uh, bottom, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A below replacement level, um, defenseman. I'm getting my words all mixed up here. But, you know, and, but this is, he's starting to put together a little bit now that he belongs in the top six. But, you know, I think when Schultz and Dumoulin eventually do come back, I think he probably is going to be the odd man out because the Penguins are so obsessed with Jack Johnson. But I also think the Penguins potentially could use an upgrade at the, um, defensive, uh, defenseman position. I think they could use another potentially, um, defenseman. Um, another thing in this game, um, folks, uh, you gotta sit out Scott Chanyuk uh, when Sidney Crosby comes back. This is just, this is ridiculous already. Um, just make, taking dumb penalties. I know he had an assist in this game, but taking dumb penalties. It was on the third Arizona goal. He just, he looks lost. He was barely covering, um, anything in the defensive zone. He was just basically skating like, like a, like in no man's land was basically what it was. And, um, I just, I, 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 I he's gotta be scratched at this point. Uh, I don't understand. Um, he's just operating on another level of bad. Um, he literally, he basically stayed on the ice after the penalty. He comes out of the box. Then he turns the puck over. Then he just gets caught in no man's land, um, in the defensive zone, in the defensive zone. Um, it's just, it's just, it's truly remarkable how bad he, he has been for the Penguins this season. And I don't like disclose his work ethic. I think, I mean, yeah, from everything I've read, he works insanely hard. I've, everything I've listened to on the Penultimate Podcast with Sean Gentili, Rob Rossi, Josh Yoey, please all go listen to that if you have a subscription to The Athletic. They do a very, very good job with it. Um, you know, they all say he works really hard and that he does put the extra time in. But, um, you know, even reading Pierre Lebrun's uh, piece today on The Athletic saying it just hasn't worked out, apparently... Um, the Penguins are looking for a potential draft pick in return for Galchenyuk or a bottom six forward. Um, I don't even know if you can get that at this point for him, considering that he has just been on an otherworldly level of just bad. And I just, I, I don't understand. Um, it's it's nuts. He just, it just hasn't been a fit. But, and then of course the shootout comes in for this game. Um, I, I truly hate the shootout. Um, I, there's some people out there I think that still like the shootout. Um, I don't know how you people like the shootout. It is one of the most boring parts of this game. It is a stupid way to decide a game. Goes to eight rounds. Uh, both teams were both goalies were making good saves. A lot of players were shooting it over the net. Brian Russ had a really nice shootout goal forehand back end, and of course Teddy Bluger was able to win it in round A, and then Tristan Jari was able to get the save. And I to get the Penguins two points, six out of six points on the three-game road trip. They return home to play the Minnesota Wild tomorrow night in Pittsburgh before a big road trip this at the end of this week to play the Red Hot Boston Bruins and the tanking Detroit Red Wings. So um, uh, it's just what a road trip for the Penguins. Uh, that was one of the most fun road trips I think I've had watching the Penguins in a long time. And um, yeah, folks, this team's fun. They're good. Uh, I think more people need to be. 
uh, watching this team and seeing just how truly good that they are. And, you know, reinforcements um, are on their way. Let's be real with that. So with the win last night, folks, for the Penguins, they are now three points up on the New York Islanders uh, for second place in the Metropolitan Division. I'm actually just checking the standings um, right now, actually. Uh, and they're also four points behind the Capitals. And if the Capitals actually lose in regulation um, tonight to the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, believe it or not, that's the fourth time that those two teams are playing each other and the Penguins and the Capitals haven't played each other yet. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, the Penguins will... Uh, be four points back with two games in hand on the Capitals. So um, there's a real opening right now, I think, for the Penguins to make a serious run at getting the Metropolitan Division crown uh, towards the end of the season. I know they have, uh, the Islanders have two games in hand on them right now, um, <clears throat> but they're still three points behind them. Penguins have also the Islanders have also been slacking a little bit lately. Losers of six of their last ten. They're starting to slump down just a little bit. But um, the, the Penguins overall they have played the same number of games as the Hurricanes and the Flyers though, and um, they are uh, nine point. Uh, they are nine points. They are five points up on the Hurricanes and nine points up on the Flyers who occupy the last wildcard spot. But yeah, I think this second half race between the Penguins and the Capitals. Um, it's going to get really interesting. You know, they, these two teams have somehow not played yet this season. The NHL schedule has been really, really weird with how they uh, did the Penguins and the Capitals schedule. Like I just said, the Penguins and the, and the Penguins and the Hurricanes, the Hurricanes and the Capitals. Um, th- this will be their fourth and final game that they've played this season, and they have yet to play the Penguins at all this season. And also, the Penguins have also yet to play the Hurricanes this season. Um, both those teams, they have not. The Penguins have also really not had a lot of Metropolitan Division games um, through the first half of the, of the schedule. Like um, Just going off that even more with the Hurricanes and the Capitals, they haven't played bad. They've only played the Flyers once, but they played them two times coming up. Once, I think, before the All-Star break, once after. Um, they played the Rangers, I think, three more times. The Devils two more times. The Islanders once. They played the Islanders um, a lot through the first couple months. Um, and they played the Blue Jackets a lot through the first couple months. But still, a lot of the other teams in the Metropolitan Division... Um, they have not played. They have not played a lot of games um, against the Eastern Conference. That's going to be most of their games down the stretch here for the Penguins. As um, I think they only have three um, after tomorrow night's game. <clears throat> excuse me, against the Minnesota Wild, um, the Penguins only have three more games against Western Conference teams, and that is the California road trip when they go out and play San Jose, Los Angeles, and Anaheim. So four more games left for the uh, Penguins uh, against the Western Conference. They have beaten. Every Western Conference team at least once this season, except the San Jose Sharks, and they'll have the chance to at least get a split with every Western Conference team when that road trip is. I think it's next, early next month, if I'm not mistaken. It's after the All-Star break. But yeah, I figured that would be a cool way to talk about, you know, the Penguins. You know, usually the Capitals um, run away, have ran away with the Metropolitan Division in recent seasons, but... Um, yeah, the, the Penguins, I think, have a real shot at potentially getting it this season. Um, the Capitals are going through the little midseason crisis of not playing as well. I'm sure they'll wake up at some point. They're too good not to. Uh, they're a really, really good team. But along with the right Penguins reinforcements coming back soon, Sidney Crosby, like I said, should hopefully be back tomorrow night. I thought he was going to play on Sunday, but they held him out as probably more of a precaution. Nick Bukestad apparently has started to practice with the team. Justin Schultz is still skating. That's three of the five injured guys that are currently injured. And then, of course, Brian Dumoulin should be back, I think, close right after the All-Star break. I think early February will be the eight-week mark for his injury. So hopefully at some point he'll start skating and then he'll potentially be coming back to the team as well. And please, Pitts, Jim Rutherford, um, I don't ask for much, but please um, trade for Jason Zucker tomorrow night because I would like to see the takes on Twitter.com if the Penguins... (laughs) 
are somehow able to get Jason Zucker. And it's probably not going to happen, but uh, I feel like that would be really, really funny. I mean, he fits everything that the Penguins would look for in a winger. Um, he's really fast. Um, he scores a lot of goals. Uh, I still wish that trade would have went through with the Wild to get Zucker for Kessel, but ultimately, you know, it's Kessel's right that he didn't want to go to Minnesota, that he wanted to go to Arizona. And, you know, we really can't blame him considering that um, the Wild have not been as good this year. And the Coyotes have been um, one of the really good um, success stories in the NHL um, this season. But, um, yeah, folks, so big game tomorrow night against the Wild. The Wild, I think at this point, um, looking at the standings right now, they're currently 7th place in the Central Division. They're actually tied with the Chicago Blackhawks. For last in the division, they are uh, ten points out of second place, even nine outs, nine points um, out of th- out of first. Uh, it has been um, it has been a struggling season again for the Wild. They look like they were waking up a little bit. Their minus fifteen goal differential is pretty bad. They've lost three in a row, uh, six out of their last ten. They lost drop a game against the Canucks, the Flames. They actually had a home and home against the Flames where they lost, um, lost to the Canucks. They did beat Winnipeg, but they lost to Toronto, the Islanders. So. Basically, um, two, three, four, five, six. They lost five of their last six games, so um, they're fur- falling further and further out of the wild card. And you know, you got to see what Billy Garen will potentially do at the deadline. I've got to think he's going to be a seller. And um, yeah, trade for Jason Zucker tomorrow, Jim Rutherford, because um, yeah, that would be he. He's definitely on one of my top lists of trade targets that I think would be great for the uh, Pittsburgh for the uh, Penguins to get um, to replace Shaken. So, but that's all I have. I think for you guys today, all mocked on Penguins. Um, Keep watching this team, guys. Um, this is really, really special. This team is really, really good. Um, they play like a twenty, they, one of the twenty sixteen teams. They're, they're, this this team is really freaking good, and I think not enough people around the league are noticing that this Penguins team, I think, can may, really make a deep run in the playoffs if they get healthy and they continue to get this type of goaltending in if they add a winger um, by the deadline. So um, keep it right here on Locked On Penguins, and we'll have another episode uh, coming tomorrow for you guys. But maybe be after the game where I recap the game. All right. Take care, guys.